Hello and welcome to the Hot Copy Podcast, a podcast for copywriters all about copywriting. Today we're talking personal branding, something I know a lot of you copywriters out there in the podcast world struggle with. Many believe that branding is just the colour of your logo and the font you choose for your website, but it's much deeper than that. Having a clear and focused brand can help with all your marketing and messaging, can even help you attract the kinds of clients you've always wanted to work with. So if your brand is as bland as vanilla ice cream, this episode is for you. Hello, my name is Kate Toon. I'm a copywriter, the founder of the Clever Copywriting School and the recipe for SEO success. And today I'm flying solo. Yes, my sunny San Francisco buddy, Belinda Weaver, can't make it. So you're stuck with just little old me. But don't worry, I have an extra special guest today, the lovely Eleanor Gould. How are you, Eleanor? Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. A bit late here at the moment, but I think I'll survive the interview. We had had a bit of daylight savings confusion, so it's early morning for me. I haven't even had my coffee. And poor Eleanor, it's midnight. So if we hear her sort of slurring her speech and and, and snoozing throughout the podcast, that's why. Um, But so thank you ever so much for for sacrificing your slumber to be with us today. Let me do your intro, because I've written a beautiful intro. So I'll just (laughs) Yes. Eleanor Gould is the owner and founder of Creative Copywriting, a forward thinking and friendly writing, copywriting and content creation service. She also has her own branded website, eleanorgould.com, where she provides business owners with smart ideas, copy tips, the art of storytelling and access to free social media strategies to boost their business success. She also runs the Copywriter Facebook group, and that's where I first heard of you, Eleanor, which I think ties in very well with branding and getting yourself out there and everything that we're going to talk about today. So welcome again. Thank you for being here. Did I miss anything out in that bio? No, not at all. That's great. Thank you. I think one thing we did miss out is uh, your dog. You did say that we would talk about your dog because I think he's actually the brains uh, behind the business. Is that right? She is the brains behind the business. Yes. (laughs) Her name is Ellie. And yeah, you'll find her on all my pictures on the social media. She pops up somewhere. Yeah, she's a central part of your brand, as is Pompamoose. I think of all dogs as he's because my dog is a he, um, and therefore all other dogs should be he's. Although obviously that wouldn't work in a reproduction way. <laughs> but anyway, you know what I mean. So Pompamoose is a big part of my brand, and uh, you know Ellie is a big part of yours. So we we can get into that a bit more in the in the episode today. But let's start at the basics because even I struggle to sometimes answer this question: What does branding really mean? Well, I think a lot of people do struggle with it because it's changed so much over time. You know, historically, um, you know, brands have been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years. But historically, branding used to be about showing signs of quality and craftsmanship. And, you know, other factors played a part, such as locality. And it wasn't until, I don't know, I'm no historian, but um, uh, the Industrial Revolution that, you know, supply became to outstrip demand, exceed demand, and the markets became saturated with products and services. So now, you know, we all are struggling, the competition rose, and now we're all kind of, oh, must have a brand, must have a brand. But I think sometimes it, it can be a little confusing as to what a brand actually is. Um, and I love the Jeff B. 
Bezos quote. I don't know how he spell his how how you pronounce his name, Bezos Bezos. But he says your brand is whatever people say about you when you're not in the room. And I think that's key to what I think I see as a brand. So the brand is how the world perceives you. It kind of transcends everything. So it's your style of communication. It's your ethos, your ethics. It's basically your reputation in a nutshell. That's what I would say. Your brand, that, that's what I see it is totally. That's one of my, my favorite quotes um, that you've just mentioned there. I, I, I love that. I think I've used it and, and misquoted it more times <laughs> than I can tell. And I think that that's a great way of thinking about it because, you know, I think people can get bogged down and thinking about, you know, it's the logo, it's the colors, it's tone of voice. It's, it's, you know, the images I use. Well, yes, it is. It's all of that, but really it's, it's more sort of, I don't know. It's, it's sort of abstract than that. It, it's it's how people feel about you <laughs> and your brand. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that ties into the, to the next question because obviously we're talking about brands as if they're people. Um, and I think, you know, copywriters starting out may not think that they have a brand. Brands are something that we associate with Nike and Apple and, you know, Kellogg's, the big, the big companies. But individuals can have their own brand. Um, and, you know, people will be talking about you as an individual when you're not in the room. So when it comes to having a copywriting business, what do you think about the difference between having a brand as a business or as a person? What, what's your preference or what are the pros and cons? Um, I think there's pros and cons of each, but generally I believe that for most copywriters stroke freelancers, it makes sense the brand as a person um, or at least, or even if you're branding as a business that you're bringing your personality to that business because that's what branding is all about. It's about your pers personality as well. And in fact, it's a very large part of it to my mind. Um, I think as I've said before, I'm a big, big advocate of um, attraction marketing. And that's all about building you as a brand. So uh, you get seen as the, you know, the authority in your niche or what have you, because you're always leading with value. So you're producing content that's answering a question to your audience, actually providing value to them. And over time, you build your audience, you're engaging with your audience, and not to put a too fine a point on it, you're selling to your audience. So it's kind of build, engage, sell. It's attraction marketing so that um, you're always leading with value and people come to see you as as an authority and that that's the way it grows to me it makes more sense than cold calling anyway <laughs> i agree and i mean i know that a lot of copywriters when they're starting out you know will come up with some um, pun uh, relating to words or, or you know some <laughs> it's the thai restaurant naming in australia we have a lot of thai restaurants and, and they're all like you know bow tie tie me up tie me down <laughs> and i see <laughs> and i see a lot of punny copywriter names like i can't think of a single one now but you know what i mean like <laughs> best word I can't think of any now but they're all plays on words and and whatever and you know when I started out as a copywriter I tried to think of a witty pun uh, for my business name and I couldn't think of one um, because I'm not that creative so I ended up calling myself Katoon copywriter which is you know really fascinating but I'm really glad I did because I too believe that personal branding is the way forward for, for copywriters unless of course you are planning to have a big business um, you may be going to have lot, some employees and you may potentially want to sell that business down the track and obviously if it's attached to your name it's a little bit harder to do it's not impossible um, we have a company called Bing Lee over here in Australia and, and a few other eponymous 
big brands who obviously now the, the, the person behind the brand is no longer with us and, and they, they carry on. But I think <laughs> as a copywriter, there's so many pros to having a personal brand. Well, um, yeah. I, I, sorry, I, I was just like this, my thoughts running away with me here because I, I, the, 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 the way I see it is as copywriters, we're here to make our clients' copy shine. Okay, ours has got to be good as well, obviously, when we're, we're using it to sell ourselves. Um, and that's the point I wanted to touch on a bit later on. But yeah. really, you know, you've got to think about it. It's not like we're Mercedes or Apple, as you mentioned earlier. I'm not, I'm not selling iPads. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're not selling iPads or cards. We haven't actually got a product. Okay, you, you've got a course, but that, you know, you're, you're, like your courses, I think people are attracted to them, not just because you're providing value with your SEO courses and your copywriting school, but they're coming for a bit of uh, tune action, aren't they? Because they, it's it's kind of your it's your brand that they like. You're attracting your. I, I, I really don't like your vibe attracts your tribe. I really don't like it, but it's true. It does because you know you're you're relatable to the people yeah. that you're kind of uh, attracting or selling to, um, and 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 helping, of course. So that's really key. You know, we've got to remember here, sometimes I think businesses can get a bit, oh, yeah, I'm going to brand myself and I'm going to have this pink colour over here and I'm this strong brand. Yeah, but what are you actually offering? And another thing that really I I just, oh, God, I I, I, I can understand why people do it. I really can, but I'm just like saying, please stop doing this. And it's when they get really... You know, they're fiddling about on their websites trying to get the colour and the font right and everything like that. And I'm like, yes, but you're not actually doing what you're supposed to be doing, your business, and that is your brand. You know, that's your brand, not the colours on your website. Don't get me wrong, the colours you use are important. There's psychological factors behind that and all the other reasons why we have logos but and, and use certain colours. But, yeah, and I, I totally get that. But really... The number one thing that drives your brand is the value and service you provide. I, I totally agree. I, I mean, I think, you know, you, obviously you need to choose a brand and a logo, but you need to make pretty swift decisions and move on. And, and personally, you know, the, the brand I came up with on Day Dot that I made, that, you know, is the same one that I still have now. Do you know what I mean? It's not something I revisit. I don't regenerate my brand. And, you know, because as I said, I don't, I don't think that's the core part of it. I think we both, both agree. But I think you raised an interesting point there. And something I was going to bring up is that I have, my Kate Toon brand, but then I have separate business brands for my clever copywriting school and recipe. And I did that deliberately a little bit because I did actually want to divorce myself from the brand a little bit. Um, copywriting school was always meant to be more about the people within it than me. Do you know what I mean? It did, I wanted it to be about the members of the school, the directory, the, the other copy, rather than it being another Toon fest. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And the recipe for SEO success, I wanted it to be about the students. Do you know what I mean? So um, it's, it's an interesting way like you know we've got big people over in America like Amy Porterfield and uh and, you know and, and Gary V and people like that and they are so strong in their personal branding that they almost overshadow the, the products that they deliver to a degree it's it's interesting it's 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 hard to strike the balance, but I think as a copywriter starting out, you are you. You know, as you said, you're not selling a thing. You're selling yourself. You're selling yeah. your ability, your services. And I think even if you have a great brand, people still buy from people. 
um, and they want to see the person behind the brand. Uh, so you can have the best logo and colours in the world, but at the end of the day, people are still going to pick up the phone and talk to you. So it all has to tie together, um, yeah. which leads us quite nicely into our next question. Because um, we've talked about say, hey, it should be about you as a human. But how do you find out? This is a question from Catherine Pranick, who's a member of our copywriting school. And she says, what are some easy ways to discover what your brand should be, especially if you're a very ordinary person? She's not an ordinary person, but no. I think we all think we're quite ordinary. Uh, uh, if well, we don't have a journey. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but we're all um, unique and I bring something different to the table. We might be all be saying, you know, kind of the same thing, but we're all completely different. And, you know, there, there are plenty of, you know, these questionnaires and quizzes online, you know, how to discover what your brand should be. But really, you are the ultimate assessment tool for that so you know whereas a branding boot camp or all these very many courses yes i'm sure some of them are very helpful but just make sure if you do go on one or you do start filling out all these many questionnaires that you're actually um learning something and adding to your skill set along the way for example um back in february i did one of these challenges and it was a video challenge um, because I was petrified of going on on Facebook Live, you know, and I really had to uh, find a way to get around that. Um, and so I did this video challenge, and each day the lady would give a prompt. She'd give a tip on, you know, how to use lightning or li lightning, <laughs> like you know, the, the proper lighting, or <laughs> yes, use lightning in your video. It's really effective. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, hey, it's late, you know. <laughs> and um, uh, she'd also give us a prompt that we had to talk about. So it's always something like, oh, what was the book that, you know, um, changed your life? Or what's some, the number one value you're bringing to your clients? And it really actually, first I thought, oh, God, what a stupid question. But actually, when I sat down and had to do a, you know, a two-minute video on it and really dig down into those questions, it really helped me along. And I think, you know, you know, how do you find what your brand should be? It's about self-awareness of who you are and what your personal values are. You know, and ask your, you know, your friends or peers, you know, you know, what, what am I like? Because sometimes you don't really know. And think about things like, you know, the jobs you've had or things you've enjoyed and what things you haven't enjoyed so much. It's all about your, your personal deep inner stuff as well that has to come out so you can find your correct, you know, where you should be. And that, and I would also say that, you know, that's just where you are now. Always give yourself a little bit of breathing space so you can carry on forward, you know, as your brand evolves. Because like you said, you, your Kate Toon copywriting, thank God you did, thank God you, you know, used yeah. that. Because if you'd have done, you know, something else or put on a different persona that you've kind of now grown out of or use some other gimmick, then you kind of find yourself stuck there. So give yourself room to breathe. Um, going mm. forward so um, are there any you know uh, easy ways to discover what your brand should be I wouldn't say they're easy because it's all about you know you've got to find your <laughs> I don't like this phrase I've read like, any phrases you know you've got to find your <laughs> what <laughs> it's just because I'm you a copywriter and I find every word annoying um, you know you've got to find your why and um, 
you know, really, because that will help you, you know, build your brand story. Think about what type of clients you prefer to work with. What niches would you, you know, what, where could, where do you see yourself? And don't be afraid. You don't have to have a niche when you start out. All these people, oh, you've got to have a niche. No, you don't. In, in many ways, that's limiting. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think what I found useful and my brand has very much been an evolution. I think people might look at it now and think it was all a master plan, but there was no master plan. Um, and anyone who's read my book, plug for the book, Confessions of a Misfit Entrepreneur, buy it. It's awesome. Um, I talk about this in, in the book that, you know, now I've got these like sort of cartoony style illustrations. Hey, my name's Toon. That's clever, isn't it? But I didn't think of that. I just thought I wanted some cartoons. And then people go, you're so clever. That's so on brand. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. I'm very clever. But I, I read through testimonials from clients and you know picked out words that were used again and again and they were like you know you're you're no you're no nonsense you're efficient there's a sense of humor you know and and that's a third party person saying it not a, a friend and mm. um, so i picked up words in that those have pluses and negatives so you have to as you said be self-aware some of the things about myself are you know, wouldn't appeal to all clients. I'm not very good at kind of, uh, I call it woo-woo copy, like kind of uh, fluffy, uh, aspirational, you know, heart-centered kind of copy. That's not, I'm not very, I, I can't write that genuinely because that's not no. something that resonates with me. Can but I, just I, am say, gonna... I don't even know what heart-centered means. <laughs> It just means that you're not, you're, you're right with, well, we're all heart centered. We all want to well, be exactly. earnest. Well, exactly. We all are. Does it mean you're more it's passionate than those, someone else? Oh, God. <laughs> if any of you, if anyone listening has the word heart centered on their website, I would, I, I would encourage you to remove it. I think it's become a, a, a cliche. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's one way. I think asking other people. Um, but I also think really, really important with all of this is do not overthink it. You yeah. know, yes, have a little look at the psychology of colour, but just pick a colour you like. Yes, have a think about, you know, who you are as a human, but just maybe think about five or three or four attributes. You know, I'm I'm creative, I'm funny, I'm tedious, and I'm I'm whatever. Do you know what I mean? Pick a few words. I think people can fall down the rabbit hole and overthink it and think that there's some kind of emperor's new clothes genius to it. Um and obviously for big brands, you know, that there is, you know, they're trying to differentiate and come up with strategies. Yes, there is maybe a bit more genius to it. But when I worked in advertising agencies, the people who made us groan the most were the brand strategists. Mm. Like when we went to meet with the client, it was like, oh God, please, please don't let the strategists be coming because then we'll have an hour of talking about esoteric abstract branding stuff. You know, just like, Oh, I think people really overthink it. I'm very cynical yeah. about it all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid I am too. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people making money off people who are just coming into business, you know. And then you, you find yourself, you, you turn into a course junkie because you're like, oh, I haven't found my brand yet. It must be on the next course, you know. So, yes. um, you know, you've got people will make money out of you if you if you don't know what you're doing. And yeah. if you haven't, you know, you've got to have this clarity. That's another word. God, oh. <laughs> you know, you've got to have this clarity. And yes, you do need clarity. But you, and you do need to know who your target audience are, and you do need all these things. But when you're starting out, just pull up your sleeves and do the work. That is yeah. what you just, just do it. Just go out and do it. Go and find out. You'll soon find out if you're not any good at a copy or you don't gel with the yeah. right client. And you can always change it. You know, you can always yeah. change it up. You know, yeah. um, I just like you saying clarity. Can you say clarity again for me? Because you sound like Lily Allen. Clarity. <laughs> Clarity, isn't it? <laughs> clarity, isn't it? Clarity. That's what it's all about. Can I sing? There's can the I sing a song? You oh, clarity. Love it. Um, 
And I think that brings us on to the next uh, question. This is segueing beautifully today. What a flow. Um, this is something I talk about with, um, I've talked about it with, I do these little makeover sessions with the copywriters in my communities where I like ask them what they're worried about. And one of the things that comes up time and time again is that they're nervous about well, they're nervous about their branding. They're nervous about talk, writing in their tone of voice, but they're also worried that they're not differentiating themselves. And one thing I always say is you look at a lot of copywriter sites, you could change the logo at the top and that site could be anybody's because there is no personalities. You know, it's got, do you want your copy written? I can help. And we do website copy and BB copy and BB. And they're all the same. Everyone's got the same thing. And unless you let your personal brand come out your personal values then it's impossible to differentiate yourself in a in a sea of copywriters so how do you recommend that copywriters differentiate themselves well again it's going back to that providing value that's targeted to your specific audience so if you're producing content which you know may be a bit different than most people's or you know you're honing in on one particular thing you don't have to do that you know um i don't know six ways to i don't know write good copy although i've done that <laughs> but I would, I'll, I'll mix it up a bit and and, and 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 throw something else in it so it's more relevant people can tell i've i've written it so um you know people worry too much about differentiating themselves really but remember you are your unfair advantage really um yes so just bring your personality into it nobody's going to go well some people might you know go oh, look they've got i've written don't agree with that good <laughs> just do it yeah. write what you want to write think, think, write what you know about produce content about you that you know about that you think will help your clients don't worry about anybody else. <laughs> I totally agree. And I think, you know, we talked about niching and I don't necessarily think you need to niche. Uh, the example I'm going to use is, is a, is a, a guy um, called Andrew Lau, who's in my copywriter and he's a real film buff. He's mm -hmm. really into films. You know, he's always watching movies and, um, you know, I'm saying you don't need to kind of redo your website as the film copywriter, but I think you can talk, you can use film analogies, you can talk about film. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to be appeal to generalist clients who are like insurance companies, because as long as not everything you write is about film, you're still going to have that mass appeal. But what you will find is that people are, you know, most, lots of people are really into movies and you might get a cl client who likes that vibe and comes in kind of through the back door into your, into your copywriting business. You know, maybe they read a post about film and I don't know. I think there's different ways. And I think a lot of people worry that to have a personal brand, they have to be really funny or really extroverted or oh, really yeah. glamorous. And it's just yeah. not, not true. And um, well, you know, yeah, it's like you have to have this saintly personality and dye your hair pink. Mm, and, and, mm. and drop f-bombs all over the place and or I'm swear like, all the time yeah that's that's the other one there seems to be a lot of sweary copywriters i'm going to use another example and here's me just naming people and shaming them well praising them there's a guy um called um is it john es esperin esperian oh yes yes yes, yes 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 and like yeah and and he 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 writes a lot of articles about quite kind of geeky things like how to do this thing in Excel or how to, uh, um, you know, and he's not trying to be wacky. He hasn't got pink hair and he doesn't swear all the time. He's embracing the fact that he knows a lot about that kind of thing. And then I know him for, that's part of his brand to me. Do you know what I mean? That he provides these great little geeky tips and tools that I really enjoy. Um, and I, and he's memorable because of that, you know, so, 
I don't know, it can be different things. Like even we were talking earlier about having our dog, like you are synonymous with your dog. Whenever I see a picture of you uh, online, you've always got your dog there. And it's, it, it warms me to you, <laughs> I don't know, you know, so it can be silly things, can't it? It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be some highfalutin strategy. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been told you shouldn't have your pet in your profile picture. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, if that's going to put people off, well, they weren't your kind of clients anyway. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Anyone who's going to be like, well, I wanted to use you, but I actually found a picture of your dog deeply offensive. So I decided <laughs> to use someone else. It's like, okay, bye-bye, Felicia. You know, whatever. We don't want you. Um, so let's just uh, talk about, we've talked about this already, but do you feel that brands, good copywriter brands are engineered or do you feel that a lot of it just happens? What What's the balance there, do you think? I think, you know, you can engineer it to an extent, but over time it evolves and it does just happen um, because you've got a brand whether you like it or not, you know, <laughs> and, and if you think about it, your brand evolves over time and changes, um, but the underlying ethos tends to stay the same. If you look at, um, you know, even, you know, the big brands, I'm not talking about people now, say like Starbucks, who, you know, if you look at their logo, I mean, the first one is like, uh, mermaid with her boobs out <laughs> and then the the one she's got at the moment it, they've got at the moment it, you know it's still a mermaid and yep. it's all kind of triangular isn't the it boobs so, have gone. yeah, yeah. So they, they've evolved with time but the underlying ethos and what they're providing is more or less the same and I think yeah. um, we do that too so yes I think your brand does happen and it's more you, you can control it a little bit but but not all the time <laughs> No. And I think, you know, we, we, you know, although I like to think I'm not much of a conscious brander, you know, there are things that I do, that I do engineer, you know, that there are things that I don't show or the things that I don't talk about because I don't think it's in line with my, the way that I want to represent myself, you know, and obviously you want to represent a good version of yourself. Although I, I like to be real, it's not like I'm going to be, you know, as I said, I'm not a big fan of, of swearing and, and ranting and, and getting, you know, political or whatever, you know, obviously I have political thoughts and I get angry and I do swear, but that's not something that I want to bring through no. to my brand. So no. Although we're talking about being real and being ourselves, we are talking about being the professional best version of ourselves if, if we can be. So, and that does evolve because we evolve as humans and who mm. I was when I started my copywriting business is, is you know, I, I, I hadn't, I hadn't got a clue what I was doing. Um, <laughs> and now I still don't have a clue, but I'm much better at hiding it, but it's evolved a lot, you know, yeah. Um, and I'm glad I gave myself the freedom to, to do that and wasn't just yeah. rigid. I stick well, to the end of, Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're a copywriter, not a politician, you know. Um, oh, yes, exactly. Um, Although I may be one day I'm thinking about running. No, yeah. I'm not really, I'm <laughs> no, couldn't think of anything worse. Um, so next thing, next thing. And then this is the one that people will shudder about. So you talked earlier about the fact that you did this Facebook Live uh, challenge, mm -hmm. which I've seen, I think John did it as well. We mentioned him again. John, this show is all about you today. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. He's a decent chap, actually, because he mentioned gonna, me in his, his email newsletter. I hope he does it again. He might mention well, you. Well, he will now. He will now. He owes us. He owes I us know. both. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's one thing that people are really fearful about. So, okay, I'm going to give my business my, my own name. I've, I've got that far, but I really am introverted. I'm talking in the third person now. You know, mm -hmm. I, how about if I'm introverted? I really don't want to be going on Facebook Live. I don't really want to be the face of my business. How much do I have to do that? 
because you do a lot. Now you've started your copywriting group, um, which I think was huge for your branding and people getting to know who you are. Um, you, you, you know, you're in there, you're putting wacky photos up, you're doing videos. Um, and, but that's been an involvement for you, hasn't it? So how did you, as someone who wasn't comfortable doing it, make yourself do it? Well, with the copywriter group, that was never the intention. The, intent, the whole reason why the copywriter group, I started that, was nothing to do with my brand per se. It's because when I started out, I couldn't find a copywriter group, or I didn't know of one, that, you know, you'd go in there and they're all a bit aggressive. You know, you'd ask yeah. a copywriting question, they'd be on you, wouldn't they? Like, oh, my God, yeah, God. I don't ask some, anything. Some Terrible, terrible copywriting groups where people just seem to argue and swear relentlessly, yeah. even the admins. So yeah. I know exactly what you That's why I started mine as, as, as well. Um, but I think it, it inadvertently has helped your brand. Oh, yeah. But I mean, yeah. what I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess the thing, the question is more like, how did you put yourself out there? Because I know you wouldn't say you're a hugely extroverted person. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm an introvert as well. If you, if you think about, you know, you, you see these superstars on telly and you, nine times out of the 10, they'll actually say, I'm, I'm actually an introvert, you know, I'm not this yeah. great star. You know, when um, Tom Hardy was around my house the other day, he was saying the same thing. <laughs> Tom I, Hardy. I had to get that in there. <laughs> I think he looks like a jacket potato. I just don't see it at all. I thought you um, liked him. No, it's not me. It, oh. I, this is another group. I've got a group called The Misfits, um, which is for my book. And the, my, my co host of that group Sharon Chisholm is obsessed with Tom Hardy I like Aidan Turner I like I like oh, men like to actually be handsome you like I like, I like men to look actually like handsome not like yeah. they've been chewed on by a dog which I think oh. is what Tom Hardy looks like Tom <laughs> okay. if you're listening Tom I think you're a brilliant actor but Tom I'm sorry he likes dogs he does well I, yeah he does he's a, he's a nice man he's just not my cup of tea let's yeah. move on so um, yeah but, so <laughs> if you're an introvert you know you know, how can the introvert among us have a personal brand? Well, I mean, the answer's like staring us right in the face, really, isn't it? We're writers. Is it? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, we can write stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 But I think, but isn't there a whole pressure to get our physical mug out there, like doing Facebook Lives? You, you, know. you do have to put yourself out there. And at some point, there's pain of not doing it will... Uh, you know override. override the pain of actually doing it and I had to do it and I'm still not very good at it I still get really nervous um, but there are other things you can do you can do like instead of doing a Facebook live video maybe do an explainer video you know on YouTube, YouTube and yeah. some graphics do something like that that still provides value put some things on Instagram subtle is powerful too and you know yeah. actually as you were you were mentioning someone who, um, you know, people who brand themselves well. I did see someone on Instagram today, and I've been following her just for a very little while, and she is actually uh, from Australia, and she might be in one of your groups, I'm not sure. But um, Teapot Communications. Oh, yes, Zoe, um, I think. Yes, yeah, Zoe. Yeah. And um, it's just, I like it because she's not overly in your face. And it might be because it has the word teapot and I always think, mm, cup of tea. But actually, if you look at things like her Instagram account, she mixes a bit of lifestyle posts with a bit of value posts with a bit of branded content. You know, she does it in a nice way, which really makes her stand out. So, you yeah. know, I'm not saying, I don't know if she's an introvert or an extrovert or any vert, well, really, yeah. but there are ways you can 
put yourself out there without having to, you know, put on a feather boa and go, yeah, I'm a badass. Well, you that's know. it. I mean, I think like Facebook is like, you know, the, the jumping out of a of a plane without a parachute on. Let, oh, you don't have to go straight there. You can yeah. start by like jumping off a little off a step. Yeah. You know, and also if you're not comfortable with Facebook Live, anything live is hideous because there's a capacity for it to go wrong. Just do two, you know, as you said, you could do uh, just audio. You could do some explainer videos where you're just doing screen captures of your screen, which I, that's how I started. I use something called ScreenFlow and I would just show something basic like how to use track changes or something like that. And I made those videos for my clients, but then I thought, well, I'll share them with my followers as well um and then from there you could do some to camera videos and you can just edit out the bad bits you can do 50 takes i've just um, started in Cam camtasia yes. and i'm like oh this is good it's like oh my god it's a new toy it's incredible how did i, I live without it i use i use imovie um, i, I want to get camtasia but i use but you know you can edit out your ums and uhs and your fluffs and your mistakes and you can record it as many times as you like and when you've done that a lot then when you get onto facebook live it is so much easier um and the other thing with facebook live i think where people fall down with facebook live is they're either they don't respond to the comments at all or they keep breaking off to respond to comments uh, uh, and I it really becomes a like bit that. disjointed. Like yeah, so say what you've got to say and then address comments at the end or don't feel you have to address comments. You can go back to the comments afterwards and, and comment on them later because that's what throws people off, I think. They're in, they get in the flow, they're giving their message and someone writes a comment and they kind of they answer it and then they lose their place and it all goes to poop. Yeah. The good thing yeah. about facebook live though is when you first start out no one's watching anyway you know no one's watching you haven't got eighty nine thousand followers maybe two or three like your mum might watch and your mates so it's good practice um so anyway it reminds um, so me of that whole uh you know commenting and everything that really puts me off when people comment i'm like what because then i have to read it and put my glasses on or something you know, I know. and actually well, i can't um, do it I go boss-eyed when I try and read the screen. Um, I've got a bit of a squint, um, and I can't do both. So I just, frankly, have to ignore comments and pretend yeah. I'm being very aloof. Oh, I, I was on uh, Periscope once, and I'm not very good at that. I've stopped doing that um, because it's live and people are just, you know, um, commenting all the time. I don't like that. I'm, I want you to watch me. You don't have to <laughs> comment all the me. time. You don't talk to me. And I actually said, and my friend Tara really laughed because I said, yes, feel free to ask me anything. Then I quickly said, well, actually, don't bother. Yeah, please, please, <laughs> please don't, don't bother. Please don't ask me anything. I'm not answering. Yeah, I think that's right. So, you know, just to kind of recap there, we've said, you know, if you're introverted and you don't want to be too out there, just start gently. You know, you don't have to leap out of the aeroplane. You know, a little bit of personal. Um, you know, you draw your own boundaries. If you don't want to ever share pictures of your kids or your family or, or whatever, that's absolutely fine. You know, you can share pictures of you in a coffee shop writing copy. You can share pictures of your pets, you know, because remember that people, you're trying to make yourself relatable and other people have pets, other people drink coffee, you know. So start there, few photos, bit of audio, maybe then migrate to some videos. I yeah. would just add one point there. No, sorry, I just it's just because I'm just thinking as fast as anything, but um one point that people you know, although people say, oh, I don't want to go on Facebook Live or do all these things, another underlying reason might be because they're afraid they're going to look stupid or they're afraid yeah. of what people are going to say. Because let's face it, there are trolls and naysayers and, you yeah. know, complainers and people go, oh, look, she's on Facebook Live again. 
advertising a business. And I just think, well, you know, at the end of the day, they're not pay- paying your electricity bill at the end of the month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they're, they're not paying your bill. So if that's the reason that's stopping you, um, you know, remember that, you know, do it for, for you and for your business or what you're trying to find or for, you know, um, providing value to your target audience. Don't worry about idiots. <laughs> yeah, Basically. I mean, look, hate, haters are going to hate. That's yeah, just the yeah, way it is. Yeah. And you know, it, 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 you know, the advice is if you want to, you know, I think what's it? If you want to do be, do nothing, be nothing, say nothing. If you want to have no impact on the world, then don't do anything. Yeah. But if you want to go out there, then there is a bit of compromise. You do have to go out of your comfort zone. But I will say, I'm pretty out there. This is take over the years. I've, I've I've done more and more where I put my face out there. I'm not in love with my face. You know, I'm in secure like the rest of us and even though even all the years I've had very few haters mm-hmm. um, I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea I've had a few people just write things like you're ugly and stuff <laughs> like that which is like yeah, excellent knock yourself out have a great day you know what, what are you going to do with that you have to ignore it of course the first couple of times when you have little nasty comments or whatever it does hurt and you're like I want to give up but the, the the positivity so outweighs it and although you know, we're not, we don't want to force you into do something you're not comfortable with. I will say that if you do put a bit of effort into getting your face out there for your brand, it pays you back hugely. It really does. Um, you know, it's really transformed the way I do business. So yeah, baby steps. Um, so look, we're going to finish up with the last couple of questions. Um, we've kind of covered some of these. So I'm going to skip past, uh, one. Um, how important do you think consistency of branding is? Um, because I often see people behaving quite one way on Instagram and then, and then a different, they, they're different on their website and then they're a bit different on their Facebook. Um, I've always believed that you should be who you are, wherever you are, even on LinkedIn. I mean, I'm not as wacky dacky on LinkedIn as I am everywhere else. I do tone it down a little bit, but other than that, it's the same voice for me wherever I am. Are you the same? Um, I think generally consistency is important but um, if you want to change things a little bit on each social platform it's more you should change the content on each platform so it's um, specific to the the platform but no generally I think um, you should you know consistency is definitely important but also I'd say don't be afraid to mix up a bit mix up the content because i've found especially on uh twitter there is like a kind of golden ratio so you mix it up with branded quotes lifestyle posts value posts sales funnels and there's a specific percentage that apparently works on that so you know and i like following accounts that are like that you know i don't like just following accounts that just have quotes you know, I want to see a, it goes back to that whole personal branding thing. I like to see a little bit of people as well. So, yes, I overall, yes, consistency is very important. And, and having that same voice across all your platforms, depending, you know, and maybe altering it a little bit, you know, toning it down for like LinkedIn because it's a different platform, maybe. Yeah, I think that's it. And I think, you know, people might be thinking, gosh, this all sounds like an awful lot of work. But once you actually do kind of tap in, to your why and get that clarity. Um, Do I really right, say clarity? Like that. that was clarity, clarity, clarity. Oh, clarity. Once you get that, I'm joking. I love it. I talk like a northern minor so it doesn't matter um i think once you do tap into who you are and what you stand for and you're really honest about that and self-aware it's so easy 
because I never have to think about what I'm typing into Facebook. I just type whatever the heck I want because I am my brand. Love it or hate it, typo filled, you know, random rants or comments it is who I am. And, and that, that has made it a lot easier because I don't have to second guess myself. Okay. So, um, you know, I find that by knowing who I am, my whole branding and social media and content marketing has become a lot easier. Well, it all follows through, doesn't it? And can I just say the A word? Am I allowed to say the A word on online? What is the A word? I don't know what it could be like. Oh, Apple? Authentic. Ars? Authentic. Oh, you said Oh, my God. <laughs> I said it. You said it. You said the word. Okay, yeah, yeah you, you've done it now. I'll have to beep it out. I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> But, you know about being that's you know you're really you're talking about being authentic and honest and really never imitating anybody else you know if you think of uh going back to the 1990s uh with gerald ratner you know of ratner's the jewelry company you know and he oh, yeah. he's famous oh you know the the jewelry's crap or whatever he said you know it instantly wiped off 500 million from the value of the company you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah. you know because he obviously wasn't being authentic or well he was then but you know what i mean you can't be too authentic yeah a bit too authentic so you know you 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 can't don't breach your audience's trust is i I guess what i'm trying to say that's it and if you're being honest then Mm. you can't really make fluff ups exactly it's like when you tell a lot you don't have to remember the lies you don't have to remember what you've said before because and even if you if you're being honest, even if you had said something different before, if, if, if that's your brand, you know, so sometimes I'll give advice in one thing and then I might counter it in another. And I can easily go, well, that's fine because I believed that then and now I've changed and I believe this now and then things evolve and I evolve and I'm human and that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, you know, whereas if you've set yourself up on this pedestal of perfection, it's very hard to have an honest moment or your honest moment comes across as a bit of a marketing ploy. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Interesting. So we'll finish up today. Uh, I think your answer to this is no, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you have any favourite branding books and resources? Um, No, (laughs) but I would (laughs) say, because I don't have any just one thing, but I would, my recommendation, if you, you really want to, you know, find the look at the people you admire or find inspirational or people you you know you'd like to be like and read their books and study how they attract people and you know like i said you shouldn't copy but you can learn from the methods they adopt you know so um i can't use tom hardy anymore so i use pole dark um you know he he kind of how how has he become a uh, kind of famous because he chooses good roles and he's always you know tall dark and handsome and and things like that so that's kind of part of his brand so just find people you admire in any field you know it could be an actor it could be someone on the on- online space it could be another copywriter you know they people could like look at you and see how you market yourself you know and and that, i think that's a much more you know, find somebody you're really interested in. That's what I'd say, because branding books are kind of, I'm sure there's some excellent ones out there, but you can't really learn anything. You can't learn everything from a book, sorry, I should say. You've got to yeah, go out there I, and do I, it. I, I, I very much agree. And, you know, I think it's a good idea to have some heroes and mentors. And we don't want to be following hundreds of people because we get overwhelmed and, and start to feel uh, impost- like an imposter. But f- picking a few people that you admire and really thinking down what their brand is and why you like them and then seeing if you can apply any of that to yourself. I think that's smashing advice. Well, let's 
let's finish up. Can you can you tell our listeners where to find you? Um, and is there anything you're doing right now that you, you want to share with our with our hot copy listeners? Well, obviously, I'd love for anybody who's interested to in, to uh, join the Copywriter Facebook group. But you can gen- generally find me there. That's even where my clients come and say, Eleanor, come and help me. But um, also, I'm um, at Creative Copywriting, Creative with a K, ending with a V, long story there. Um, obviously, that branding was was a bit different, or ElenaGould.com. So, yeah, and if anybody wants to know a bit more about attraction marketing, then just um, look me up and I'll be more than happy to discuss that a bit further with them. Fantastic. Well, I'll include links to all of those uh, in the show notes for this episode so that you can find them all um, and you'll find me in the copywriting uh, community as well um, so that's great a lot of English copywriters in there so that's that's nice for me it makes me feel like I'm at home um, okay so uh, as you know at the end of the show we always give a shout out to one of our listeners um, and this is a review from Sama167 about our episode about um, pods podcasts or tools I think anyway it says a super pod about super pods I enjoy this particular episode while doing the weekly shop in Woolies. Shame as I wanted to write down your suggestions. Can't wait to sample your recommendations but at the risk of sounding like a raging sycophant, Hot Copy Podcast will always be my fave simply because it never fails to amuse and inspire. Well isn't that lovely? Thank you very much Samma167 and if you uh, enjoyed the show, thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Stitcher I know we say that every week but we really, (laughs) we do need them. We're actually running out of reviews to read out at the end of the show so please write us them um, your review will help others find us and we'll give you a shout out on the show you can head to hotcopypodcast.com and leave your comments on the blog post for this episode and find links to all of Eleanor's bits and bobs so thank you very much Eleanor thank you so much for allowing me on the show and also you know your book I found it really fascinating and really enjoyable read so I'd encourage people to definitely buy that I did not ask her to say that. Can I just say that? You did. You said you could meet some wine. I don't because people will believe you and think I'm some evil. You've just ruined my brand. How dare you? You've insulted me twice now, saying I like Tom Hardy. And anyway, Uh, thank you very much, Eleanor. We'll let you get to bed. It must be nearly one o'clock in the morning there. Um, And for the rest of you, until next time, happy writing. you're still listening great because i wanted to tell you about my new podcast the recipe for seo success show sadly this one's just me kate toon but it is packed full of useful practical doable seo tips and advice you can find it in the itunes store on stitcher and soundcloud just search for the recipe for seo success show